No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that despite Judah's disobedience, God waits to be gracious to her. He will teach and prosper them in the future, but in his anger, he will beat down Assyria, their enemy. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 30 on Simply the Bible. The southern kingdom of Judah had been rebellious and idolatrous. They had not listened to the voice of the Lord, and as a result, judgment would come. First, the Assyrians would take many cities in Judah, but then God would stop Assyria from invading Jerusalem. But because Judah did not repent of her sins, God brought the Babylonians against Jerusalem about a century later, and the people went into captivity. But what was God's message to his people through Isaiah? We continue in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For the people will dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you. The Bible says that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. Therefore, God is in no hurry. Time and truth are on his side. He waits to be gracious. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He gives so many opportunities for people to humble themselves and turn from their sins so that God may relent from the disaster that he proclaims against the disobedient. Right now, it seems that the devil is having a heyday in the world. But you can be sure that in the end, the Lord will be exalted. He will stretch forth his mighty hand to judge the earth. The reason is that the Lord is a God of justice. We love the fact that God is love, but we must never forget that he is also just. He is the punisher of wickedness in the world. Now, God's justice holds no terror for those who are in right standing with him, who have been forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. We can wait upon God knowing that he will be good for us. If you are going through a trial right now where it seems that God is distant or slow to answer, well, remember that God is waiting on the other side of the trial to bless you. Now, in the future millennial kingdom, God will gather his people Israel from all nations. He will bring them back into the land and to Jerusalem where they will weep no more. No longer will their enemies defeat or terrorize them. But whenever they cry out to God, he will answer them. Verse 20. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Now, nobody wants to eat the bread of adversity or drink the waters of affliction. But these things happen to everybody and they are the means that God will use to train us to listen to his voice. 
earlier in the chapter, God said that they were rebellious children who would not hear the law of the Lord. And they said to their seers, do not see. And to their prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. So they persecuted the prophets and despised their teachers. However, because of the adversity and affliction they would suffer, they would no longer corner or cancel their teachers. The truth of the teachers would no longer be suppressed, but they would be able to openly teach the word of God. Now, everyone will know the Lord in the kingdom age. They will hear a voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. But even before then, under the new covenant, God's guidance is available to us. Jesus told his disciples in John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Over the past two years, since the advent of COVID, the world has been in upheaval. There has been so much confusing and contradictory information, but God is not the author of confusion. God's way is the way of truth, righteousness, joy, and peace. He has promised to give us the Holy Spirit to guide us in his way. Psalm 23 said, He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God wants to be that comforter to you and guide you in the right way. Verse 22, you will also defile the covering of your images of silver and the ornament of your molded images of gold. You will throw them away as an unclean thing. You will say to them, get away. They would ultimately defile and discard their idols. Now, to defile means to regard them as unclean or polluted. Idolatry had been the constant problem for Israel, but through the Babylonian captivity, they would get rid of their idols, and that purging will be complete in the millennial kingdom. We have become a culture that is idolatrous and far too tolerant of evil. We have become desensitized to it things that would have caused our parents to blush or turn away in disgust, we now accept as commonplace, even acceptable. We need a renewed intolerance for wickedness. I don't mean that we are to be intolerant of sinners. We should love sinners, but hate the sin that is corrupting and destroying them. That is the essence of sanctification. It is to be set apart from this world and its deceitful desires in order to belong wholly to God. Verse 23, Then he will give the rain for your seed, with which you sow the ground, and bread of the increase of the earth. It will be fat and plentiful. In that day, your cattle will feed in large pastures. Likewise, the oxen and the young donkeys that work the ground will eat cured fodder, which has been winnowed with the shovel and fan. So God is speaking of the prosperity that will come to Israel during this kingdom age. Now, who doesn't want to prosper? But how does prosperity come? It only comes through faith in God and obedience to his word. That's not to say that if you keep God's word, you will be rich. 
but God will prosper your life spiritually and he will take care of your physical needs. There will be on every high mountain and on every high hill rivers and streams of water in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun and the light of the sun will be sevenfold as the light of seven days in the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. The day of great slaughter is probably a reference to Armageddon. That must first occur before the new age of the thousand-year reign of Christ. Now, we are told here that the sun will shine seven times as bright. During the Great Tribulation, power will be given to the sun to scorch men with fire. But it would seem that this reference to the sun shining bright and the moon being as the light of the sun seems to be a good thing that will occur during the millennial age. Finally, the Lord will bind up the bruise of his people. After everything Israel has endured for centuries, what a welcome relief that will be. Behold, the name of the Lord comes from afar, burning with his anger, and his burden is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue like a devouring fire. His breath is like an overflowing stream which reaches up to the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of futility. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. So the Lord's heavy burden will be his anger and fiery indignation against the nations who have joined with the Antichrist and against him and his people. Isaiah said that there would be a bridle in the jaws of the people causing them to err. According to Revelation 16, there will be demonic spirits that go to all the kings of the earth and they will perform signs before them to gather them for the battle of Armageddon. Could it be that this is what Isaiah is talking about? You know, God can even use demons to accomplish his purposes. You shall have a song as in the night when a holy festival is kept and gladness of heart as when one goes with a flute to come into the mountain of the Lord, to the mighty one of Israel. The Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard and show the descent of his arm with the indignation of his anger and the flame of a devouring fire with scattering tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord, Assyria will be beaten down as he strikes with the rod. So the people will have the song of a holy festival. They will be delighting in the Lord because he is bringing judgment against their enemies. And the Lord will make his glorious voice heard throughout the earth. Now the voice is silent right now except for his word, the Holy Spirit indwelling believers and prophets and teachers. But then the awesome voice of the Lord will be heard by everyone. Verse 32. And in every place where the staff of punishment passes, which the Lord lays on him, it will be with tambourines and harps. And in battles of brandishing, he will fight with it. For Tophet was established of old. Yes, for the king, it is prepared. He has made it deep and large. It's Pyre is fire with much wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, kindles it. So God will bring forth his staff of punishment against the world in that time, this 
Battle of Armageddon at the end of the age. And it speaks here of Tophet of old, where God will judge his enemies. Now, Tophet was in the valley of the sun of Hinnom, outside of Jerusalem, outside the city walls, and it literally means fire stove. It was the place where people sacrificed their children to the god Molech. Tophet became identified with this abominable practice. After the Babylonian exile, it became a garbage dump and place of incineration. The Greek contraction of Hinnom is Gehenna, which was the word Jesus used for the future place of punishment. In Matthew 25, Jesus says to the goats on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Jesus confirmed what Isaiah said that Tophet, fire stove, or Gehenna, was established of old for the devil and his angels. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of brimstone, will kindle it. And so we see that the future will either be paradise or perdition. It will either be heaven or hell. Those who have been brought into the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ, whether Jew or Gentile, will be blessed in the millennial kingdom. But those who reject Christ and rebel against God will face wrath and fiery indignation. God waits to be gracious to you. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Next week, we will return to the book of 2 Kings. We hope you join us as we study, teach, and apply God's eternal word on Simply the Bible.